Welcome to the Leadership Masterclass Podcast, where we help leaders like you live and lead on purpose and with purpose. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. With each episode, our objective remains the same. We believe in the power of organizations to help make the world a better place through empowering the capacities and capabilities of people. Therefore, leaders must get it right, and we try to help you get it right so that everybody wins. We do our best to drop a new episode every Tuesday. Please like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends. But for the next 20 seconds, sit back, relax, and enjoy the music. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 204, episode 204, and I'm actually recording this podcast on Father's Day, and we're, we're, we're actually a little bit late getting the podcast out. I'm recording it, but I, I, I forgot the, uh, I've, I've got the wrong computer uh, for getting the podcast out. I'm traveling um, up in Colorado this week, and uh, so once I get back into town, once you hear this... Uh, you'll know that I was able to get it back up. So, uh, so we're running a little bit late on the podcast this week, and I, but I'm recording it on Father's Day. And so I was thinking about this book that I have. Uh, it's called The 38 Letters from J.D. Rockefeller to His Son. The 38 Letters from J.D. Rockefeller to His Son this is a book that you're going to hear a lot about probably in the coming weeks. Every now and then I'll pull this up and we'll kind of walk through an, an episode or two. This is just a great book. So if you know anything about J.D. Rockefeller, um, and here's what I want to do. I actually, I'm going to look this up a little bit so we can, uh, I obviously we've heard of the Rockefeller Center, right? Uh, I, I believe he was attached to, to oil. Uh, John D. Rockefeller, here we go. He was an American business magnet. Okay, so I'm just going to go on Wikipedia um, and just read a few things about him. He was an American business magnet and philanthropist. He has widely been considered the wealthiest American of all time. Now, again, it's adjusted for in inflation, the, the amount of money he made, and the richest person in modern history. Rockefeller was born into a large family in upstate New York who moved several times before eventually settling in Cleveland. He became an assistant bookkeeper at age 16 and went into several business partnerships beginning at the age 21, concentrating his business in oil refining. Rockefeller founded the Standard Oil Company in 1870. He ran it until 1897 and remained its largest shareholder. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to know about him. I think that's 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 pretty much it. Uh, see, uh, he's got some views here. His illness. Okay, so we don't need to read anything about that. His uh, wealth. Rockefeller is largely remembered simply for the raw size of his wealth. In 1902, an audit showed Rockefeller was worth $200 million uh, compared to the total national GDP of $24 billion then. Uh, his continued wealth continued to grow significantly. 
as the demand for gasoline soared, eventually reaching about 900 million on the eve of the First World War, including significant interest in banking, banking, shipping, mining, railroads, and other industries. His personal wealth was 900 million in, 913, in 1913, worth. Uh, $23.5 billion adjusted for inflation. Now, I always wondered about this because I've read this before about him. Um, and obviously there are people today who are worth a lot more than $23.5 billion. So I'm not I'm not sure why they say that he was um okay. Well, well, oh, okay, well, well, let's keep reading here. It says by the time of his death in 1937, Rockefeller's remaining fortune. Uh, largely tied up in permanent family trust, was estimated at 1.4 billion, while the total national GDP was 92 billion. Okay, so anyway, it's um, as a percentage. Okay, so I, here's what they mean. I think, um, according to some method, some methods of wealth calculation, Rockefeller's net worth over the last decades of his life would easily place him as the wealthiest known person in recent history. As a percentage of United States GDP, no other American fortune, including those of Bill Gates or Sam Walton, would even come close. So I, I guess what they're saying is how they're measuring it is saying, hey, his wealth compared to GDP. And I guess it would be different. I don't know what the U.S. GDP, we're not going to study that today, but his size of wealth compared to GDP makes him um probably one of the wealthiest person that's ever lived in modern history, even more so than maybe like an Elon Musk or some of these people, because their wealth in comparison to U.S. GDP would be less. So here's what he said. Rockefeller at age 66 wrote the following words to sum up his life. And here's here's the reason why I, I want to introduce this book to you if you've never heard of this book, because one of the things you're going to see is that Rockefeller, as as uh, as rich as he was, it would be easy for us to think about him as an old miser, greedy, no depth to him, just money, money, money. But this is something I have, some of you are not going to like me saying this, but this is something I have not found to be true about most wealthy people. Most wealthy people are driven by something deeper and they really want to do well with their money, with their with, with their resources. And most of them are very smart, very deep people. And that's what you're going to see in this book here. But here's what he had to say. And I'm reading this from the Wikipedia page still. It says, I was taught to work as well as play. I, I was early taught. So he said this, I was early taught to work as well as play. My life has been one long happy holiday, full of work and full of play. I dropped the worry on the way and God was good to me every day. Now that's awesome. That's all. I'm going to read that one more time. I was early taught to work as well as play. My life has been one long happy holiday, full of work and full of play. I dropped the worry on the way. God was good to me every day. So he's got, I think, right there, that's the that's the recipe for success. Lots of work and lots of play. Keep the worry out of the way and understanding God's role. And I love how he said his final sentence there. God was good to me every day. So there was a recognition about um, God's role in his life and how the larger universe uh, played a role in his success. And I think that's great. Well, in this book, and, and we're going to kind of jump around it, but what, but what I want to talk uh, to you about today is this idea of perseverance and uh, from the perspective of John D. Rockefeller. 
So in letter eight, so again, these are 38 letters. Highly recommend you get this book. Um, I'm always looking for mentors in, in my life. And because I'm a male, I tend to gravitate towards male mentors. And this book written by the richest man in modern history, again, most some would say, uh, I don't think there's a better way to, um, I don't think there's a better person to to listen to and to read from than what he has to say. So here's what he says on February 12th, 1909. He's again, he's writing to his son, dear John, today is a great day, an exclamation point. Today, the United States cherish a particular feeling of gratitude to com- to commemorate the great and rare soul, the former president, Mr. Abraham Lincoln, who is worthy of God and mankind. I believe Lincoln deserves it. Now, here's one thing that I have learned the older I've gotten. When I find a mentor, someone I look up to, I do the very best I can to try to figure out who that person's mentor was and try to figure out how did they learn my mentor? How did they learn their lessons? How do they learn the things that they know, especially about leadership or business or life? How did they learn all of that? And oftentimes for a lot of these men and women or men, again, I'll say men because that's who I typically gravitate towards. Oftentimes for these men, it's their father. And I think that's amazing. And I think that's the greatest gift that you could have. And again, I'm reading this on Father's Day. If you have a man out there who's become successful and can then put that and say, hey, because my father, because of who my father is, uh, this is why, you know, uh, this is why I have these, you know, the success that I have. I think that's incredible. Um, But he says, and I think this is incredible. I've actually studied Abraham Lincoln. You probably have as well. He says that Abraham Lincoln uh, is worthy of God and mankind. So this would be someone, and if you know anything about Abraham Lincoln, my understanding, he didn't die rich. He he was all about serving the community, serving the greater good. And I think J.D. Rockefeller would say he is the same way, but Abraham Lincoln did it in in, in ways that we all understand and we get, right? Uh, and so Rockefeller would would see him as his, as his hero, and I think that's pretty cool. He goes on to say, in my real, okay, he goes on to say right here, page 39, in my real memory, no one is greater than Lincoln. So this is his, this is the person he puts up against almost anyone. And that, I think that tells you something about Rockefeller. I think that, you know, I think when we choose our mentors, when I hear people talk about who they're mentored by, it says a lot about who they are as a person. Uh, Rockefeller then writes, he's, he has woven a successful and moving history of the United States with his indomitable spirit, courage, and generosity. He liberated 4 million of the humblest black slaves and crushed 27 million locks that have been placed on the soul of people of color. This put an end to the sinful history of depraved, twisted, and narrow souls due to racial hatred. Look, that tells you, that sentence right there, that paragraph, this paragraph tells you a lot about who Rockefeller was. He goes on to say, he avoided the disaster of the country's destruction and combined all different languages and religions, skin colors and races into a brand new economy. The United States became free because of him and unfortunately, and fortunately, embarked on the broad road of integrity and justice. He goes on to say, Lincoln was the greatest hero of the last century. And today on his occasion of his centennial birthday, The whole country remembers what he has done for the United States 
which is the best proof. He goes on to say, in my heart, Lincoln will always be the in, indomitable embodiment who is not frightened by difficulties. He was born impoverished and was driven out of his home. He failed on his first time in business, and the second time he failed even worse. So it took him more than 10 years to pay off his debts. His road to politics was similarly bumpy. He lost his first campaign for state and lost his job. Fortunately, his second campaign was successful, but what followed was the loss of a loved one and failure to be elected as the state senator spokesperson. However, he was not discouraged. In the subsequent elections, he failed six times, but even after each defeat, he was still striving for the top until he was elected as president of the United States. He goes on to talk about, Rockefeller goes on to talk about the resilience of Lincoln. Everyone has gone through the vicissitudes of life and suffered mercilessly, but only a few people can be as resilient as Lincoln. After every failed campaign, Lincoln would motivate himself. This is just a slip up, not as if I'm dead and, and unable to get up. These words held the power to overcome difficulties, and they were also the weapon that led Lincoln to fame. Lincoln's life wrote a great truth. Unless you give up, you will not be defeated. Rockefeller goes on to write here. He says, success is a series of struggles. Almost all those great figures have suffered a series of merciless blows. Each of them almost surrendered. But they finally achieved brilliant results because of their persistence. For example, the great Greek orator, Demosthenes. He was shy because he stuttered. After his father died, he left him a piece of land in hopes that he could live a prosperous life. However, the Greek law at that time stipulated that he must win the ownership of the land by debating in public before declaring his right to own the land. Unfortunately, because of his stuttering and shyness, he suffered a fiasco. And as a result, he lost that piece of land, but he was not knocked down. Instead, he worked harder to better himself. As a result, he created an unprecedented speech climax. History has overlooked the man who acquired his property, but for centuries, the whole world has remembered the great name, Demosthenes. Too many people overestimate what they lack, but underestimate what they have and lose the chance to become a winner. This is a tragedy. Lincoln's life is a great testimony of turning setbacks into victory. There is no person lucky who does not fail. It is important not to become a coward because of failure. If we do our best and still fail to achieve the goal, all we do is to learn our lesson and strive to perform better next time. Frankly speaking, I have no intention to compare with President Lincoln but I have some of his spirit. This is Rockefeller speaking here. I hate it when my business fails and lose money, but what really concerns me is that I'm afraid that in future business, I will be too cautious and become a coward. If that is the case, then my loss will be even greater. For ordinary people, failure is difficult to keep them on, while success is easy to continue. But this is an exception for Lincoln, for he will use all kinds of frustration and failure to drive him to the next level because he has steel-like perseverance. He was saying, which was said, well, you can't sharpen your razor on a velvet. Now, let, now, 
Now he moves into, this is probably one of the quotes that you've heard before. And it's attributed to J.D. Rockefeller because he said it to his son. And this is what he had to say. There is nothing in the world that can replace perseverance. Talent is not acceptable. Unprecedented talent abound. Unprecedented talents abound. And geniuses who accomplish nothing is common. Education is not acceptable. The world is full of people who are useless in learning. Only perseverance and determination will never be disadvantageous. As we continue to reach the peak, we must remember, and I love how he says it, as we continue to reach the peak, this is something that I do in my own life, is look at it like I'm climbing a mountain. And every day, trying to get closer to the peak, trying to get closer to the peak. As we continue to reach the peak, we must remember each step of the ladder allows us enough time to step on and then set foot to a higher level. It is not for us to rest. We are tired and discouraged on the way. But like a boxer said, you must fight another round to win. When encountering difficulties, we must fight another round. Everyone has unlimited potential inside. And unless we know where it is, and insist on using it, it is worthless. Great opportunities do not, I love this line right here. I want you to listen to this. Great opportunities do not seek external validation. Great opportunities do not seek external validation. However, we must work hard to grasp them. As the saying goes, strike while the iron's hot. It's really good. Perseverance and hard work are both important. Every no brings us closer to a yes. Before dawn is always the darkest. This sentence is not a catchphrase. When we work hard and make use of our skills, a successful day will eventually come. Then he goes on to end his note by saying this. Today, as we are grateful and praise President Lincoln, we must not forget to use his life's deeds to inspire ourselves. Even if we do so, our indomitable day, he keeps using that word, indomitable day has yet to come. And we are still a big winner because we already have knowledge and know how to face life. That is greater success. Love your father. In 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 that beautiful. And what a great, what a great statement for Father's Day. It's this idea of perseverance, never give up. Always keep pressing forward. And those of you who are in in just life, business, wherever you're at, you understand this. You understand this. I was was giving an interview one time to my pastor. I was on staff at a church, and and we did what's called a man night. And so we invited all the men out to the church, and we, we would do this maybe two times a year. And so one year I invited the senior pastor who'd been there at that time, 33 years. He founded the church, and and uh and I look at that as being a success to come to San Diego County and 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 uh, start a church. That's not easy to do. And he did it. And so I asked him a question in front of the men, and I said, "Hey, have you ever failed? Has there ever been anything in life where you failed?" And and he had the greatest answer, and this will always stay with me. He said, "You know what? I I don't believe in failure." The only person who fails is the one who makes a mistake and then quits. 
It's the quitter. That's the only that's the only failure. And you know, the older I get, I, I'm I'm beginning to see this. We live in this world today where it's called cancel culture. And if somebody says the wrong thing or they do the wrong thing, then then we cancel them forever. Now, I think if somebody says the wrong thing or does the wrong thing, that they need to they need to offer up an apology. I, I think there needs to be, you know, a, 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 they need to make it right. But it, if we're not careful, this cancel culture is going to steal any kind of perseverance because what perseverance means is that you keep moving forward. And if you make a mistake, you pick yourself up and you keep moving forward. If you say the wrong thing, you do the wrong thing, you apologize, you make it right. You may have to, you know, you may have to stop showing up on the public stage for a while. But then you get back out there and you keep going forward. That's one of the keys. And I think that's one of the things I love about our country, the United States of America, is that this is a country where perseverance is rewarded, where it's expected. And if you're going to be successful, you got to have that here. Some of the greatest successes, if you study their stories, you, you go back and you see that they made a lot of failures along the way. There's this great video that I watched uh, years ago, Frank Sinatra. I think it's called Frank Sinatra. The main event is the uh, is the concert video, and it was it was done later in his career. And what's cool about that, if you were to watch that video, you would think, man, this guy has always been successful. But before that video was made, and there's a whole story about it, and I think that's the reason why they did it at Madison Square Garden. He did it in the round, almost like he was in a boxing match, because before he'd been written off. His, his albums for several years didn't sell as much as they did before. He, you know, he couldn't command the same fees. Um, he, he just was losing some of his star power. So somebody had this great idea. Hey, Frank Sinatra, why, why don't you do this, you know, and, and, and just bring out all the hits and do it in Madison Square Garden and call it the main event. And he did. And then I, my understanding is his career began to take off again. I don't know if it was because of that video or just because, you know, he had some more momentum or whatever it may have been, but his career began to take off again. And and so when you study the life of Frank Sinatra, his career, there's ups and there's downs, but he just stayed at it. He didn't quit. And I think that that's not, 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 I think I know that that's the key. There are going to be setbacks, man. I sure have had my share of setbacks in life. I've had a lot of setbacks in life. And I'm not saying setbacks to blame it on anyone else. I've made a lot of stupid I've 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 made a lot of stupid decisions in my life. And because of that, I've I've had to set my I've set myself back a few times. But I've also had other, you know, times without job, times without income coming in, rejections in the professional world. But if we just quit, if we just throw in the towel and quit. just not going to be any success in that it's all about per perseverance and and i think if a, a guy like this can say it john d rockefeller one of the richest men in the world whose hero was abraham lincoln again he wasn't even talking about himself in this he was pointing the finger to somebody much much poorer than he was but someone who made a huge difference in in the life of our country changed the face of how our our country moves forward how our country progresses forward. And that was his hero. And what did he admire about him so much was this idea of perseverance. So I think that's the message for us today. Persevere, persevere, persevere. Never quit, never back down. Stay at it, keep going. Don't quit. It, is, it truly is darkness before dawn. 
And so if you're in one of the darker seasons in your life, finances, business, marriage, whatever it is, stay at it. I promise you the sun will rise again. I'll see you in the next episode of the Leadership Masterclass. JC Ritado Freddy, yours truly. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you soon.